Let's roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge. I'm Rob Enough. I'm Jeremy Duvall. Welcome! And I'm Mark Zielinski. <laughs> so Rob and I are back. Uh, we're going to do a little post-Lone Wolf check-in. Um, you know, we have a bunch of great uh, coverage. We had some come out last week, so make sure you check that out. And then we have some more. Uh, Rob and I are going to riff for a little bit, and then we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we'll have some more Lone Wolf coverage for you. But Rob and I just thought we'd, we'd get together uh, and see what we're up to hobby-wise and talk a little Lone Wolf. So hobby-wise, uh, Rob, did you come back from Lone Wolf kind of like jazz, like that pers- post-tournament? Oh, dude, yes. I was super jazz coming back. Uh, I mean, some of the armies, I, I keep going back to Kelly's army, the, the ogres, the the uh, the Arab or the desert-themed ogres. I mean, just the elephant yeah. pulling the chariot that grabbed the skeleton and chucking it. I mean, just just so creative, so creative. Yeah, and I had never seen a real, like, kind of Arabian Nights or, like, magical, you know, East uh, army theme, really, that I can think of. Maybe an Empire of Dust or, you know... Team King somewhere in there, but for those who haven't seen, make sure to. Uh, plenty of pictures got posted, you know, tons of awesome freehand, uh, amazing colors, um, chariots with elephants, you know, everything you could ask for. Because, because that's always like people. Another reason why I think it's so fun to go to tournaments is that as far as needing the you know uh, jumpstart to the hobby juices, there's nothing like going to a tournament, right, and seeing all those great armies. We'll have Kelly on the show. We're just working out timing. Um, but we will do a painter studio where uh, we've done it in the past a few times with some great painters. And so it's really fun to explore the tools they use, their inspiration, and you know, you'll probably learn a few tips along the way. So we're really excited about that coming up. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm excited. I mean, his army was just like so great um and i was excited excited rob to see the kingdom of half men i i mean i haven't seen him i need a display board though you know when i got there i was like looking at all these display boards because i used to be like the king of display boards and always bring like this big oversized thing because whatever you want to say like a judge can put in their rule pack display boards don't affect paint score but okay come on let's 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 get real let's have brass tacks here if you have an awesome display board, consciously or subconsciously, the paint people are gonna dig that, you know. So people kept asking me where my where my uh, uh, cosplay quote unquote uh, <laughs> the salient girls were, and I was like, just wait, uh, Masters twenty twenty three Operation Threat Level Midnight. So that's all I'm gonna talk about it. I could tell you more, but then I'd have to kill you. So exactly. Uh, <laughs> but it was cool. It was it was a fun event, Rob. Uh, Lone Wolf was really good. We had um, uh, you mentioned it on your live cast, but I think it was really good again to give Mark just unbelievable shout out, except for his one BS scenario that we'll talk about. Later. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But man, that guy knows how to run a tournament. Mm-hmm. Just like smooth as ice, just cool as a cucumber. That deep voice, you know, just makes it uh, uh, get done and. The fact that he gave those bonus points for the COVID um, vaccinations yeah, awesome. or negative tests was so great. And we raised a lot of money for uh, charity, as always. So, uh, I mean, I, I felt for the most part, 
everyone was really good about masks. Maybe uh, if you like when we were in the car, we were like, hey, is everyone vaccinated? Mm-hmm. And then if everyone said yes, then we took our masks off right. in the car, you know, but I never mm-hmm. felt unsafe. Really. No, it was and good social distancing and, and all that was in place. So and the and the room was big, right? We had fifty eight players, but we were pretty far spread out. So and even like where we were podcasting, you know, we were off in the corner and stuff. So yeah, Mark Mark did a great job. Yeah, one thing I did notice is uh, after having played UB for so long, and which uh, I have listened not listened to the whole thing, but was listening to Jeff's show on Unplugged Radio where he was talking about some of the reason why Jeff doesn't like to play UB and I and I think that you're kind of in his camp and I've grown pick up bad habits yeah yeah more in your camp right exactly is the bad habits or you get used to playing what scenario do you want to play and on UB so much of the time it's like oh let's just play control or let's just play invade right. which are uh, pretty standard tournaments and then we get to uh, the lone wolf and then you know Texas is known mm-hmm. and I think it's rightly known for their crazy scenarios yeah, you have to prepare for them, right? Because like they're they're bonkers in comparison to the normal scenarios. Yeah. Did you did in any of your games? Uh, did you feel that the scenario was so out there that it either helped you more than you felt it should, or maybe hurt you more than? What was your sort of sense on the the scenarios? For for the scenarios that I normally like with my Kingdoms of Men list, the ones that were riffs on those. It helped me, right? Like for example, Bullseye, which is uh, basically dominate with concentric circles. Well, I already feel pretty good about playing dominate with my sit back, sit back, shoot, 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 and then counter punch, right? I think the bullseye scenario only helped me because it just made And that was like the the more you the closer to the middle of the board you get even more points, right? It was like like a bullseye. Exactly. And then, you know, there were there were some that I, I couldn't really tell. Like, you know, the one that had like the full page <laughs> uh, I think it was game three on Saturday night. Scenario is called Texas Hold'em. Is that, was, was that game and, three that you yeah, played Jeff as yeah. well? Is that the same one? Yes. Yeah. There was just too much going on and I couldn't, you know, there were so many mutually exclusive things going on that I just, I didn't, you know what I ended up not doing? I didn't care. I just, I just played kill. <laughs> and just, yeah. and at the end about turn five, I looked at the sheet and said, okay, I can might, might be able to get these. That was it. And, Mar- yeah, and and people are kind of like, some people like get frustrated and Mark, Mark just loves to drink the tears of his players and I, I don't dislike the concept basically the idea like texas hold'em your opponent has some sit- objectives he's working on that only he can score a la his his cards you have some objectives you only you can score a la your cards and then there's a bunch of objectives that you both can score a la like the cards in the middle in mm-hmm. texas hold'em that everyone can use right so I, I mean i like the idea and and sort of the flavor of it but it becomes to where it is a full page. It's a lot to keep track of. It's a lot of housekeeping. And some of the points were if you scored more objectives than your opponent, you got bonus points. So it could be very, there was like in that round, there was lots of 20 O's. Like it could be once you start to win, you win big. Or once you start to lose, you lose. Like Jeff 20 me in that game. And it was like not a 20. It was, I mean, it was a pretty close game. Um, I mean, maybe like a 16-4 or 17-3 or something like that, you know. Uh, My only loss of the weekend, and, and it was a 13-7 to Dylan. And, yeah. you know, I just, you know, it look, it's one of those things where, I don't know, probably didn't pay enough attention, right? <laughs> and I wasn't prepared for it, and, and it did catch me off guard. But, you know, it's Texas scenarios. They have the potential to do that, so. And I was, I was, I have to admit, I was pretty salty right afterwards because, 
like Jeff is my white whale. I haven't beat him yet, and I thought I, and we had this one decisive decisive round of combat where I was like, okay, this is my round. If I can make some things happen, and then maybe some things not quite happen for him. Mm-hmm. But man, that stupid Kuzlo and Madfall, man. Yeah, it, well, the stackable I, I dread. I had enough shooting to take care of him, but the regen four up. You just yeah, and the stackable. You know? I mean, his dread is not dread is stackable yeah. with the brutal and stuff. So and it's he just got yeah, it's great. Yeah, Jeff just surged into me and got that stupid guy behind my lines, and it was just like, it was just bad news. But so I was a little salty after that game <clears> in regards to that specific scenario, and I still wouldn't be the scenario that I would really want to play. And I think it is a lot to to have people keep track of. But um, like I said, Mark runs a great tournament. Um, the actual uh, control scenario, Dan King took off a Six Flags over Texas, which was mm-hmm. a lone wolf scenario inspired the control scenario. Uh, and he's just, you know, <clears throat> you can tell, Rob, can't you tell when you go to a tournament that's run by someone who knows what they're doing? Professional. Yeah, it's just it's just super smooth. So Exactly, um, exactly. Um, Good food is always right. Has oh. good food. It was it was fun to see uh, the brawlers, see uh, uh, Hot Dan and Devlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Devlin and uh, yeah, they were there. It was great. And you know, big shout out to Devlin. One sports again. I don't know how many this is. It was like you said, great to see all the armies. You know, uh, Ryan's army was looking great. Uh, looking great. Um, I'd all you know. I I, I think we won't uh, take it through in every game, uh, but maybe just we'll talk a little bit about highlights from our games, Rob. Um, I had five awesome, great games. Um, I got to play someone, Phil Collins, someone new from my region. Um, I got to play uh, one of my clubmates, Jeff, which is great. I got to play Dylan, which was great. We never played, and we played in the last round, Dylan of King of Monsters, and who we're going to have on the show later, right, to talk a little Salamanders. Um, and, And one thing about his army, Rob, it's a beautifully painted army. Like, it's a nice army. He has put so much effort into his hobby, man, that it's great. He's got the water bases. He's got little, little rafts. It's, I mean, it's a jungle theme, right? And which is great yeah. for the the salamanders, the lizards, and stuff. So, yeah, awesome. I mean, the 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 kid has come a long way, uh, and he he was always been a great player. Uh, he's always been a great sport, and, and now he's added the hobby element. And he's he. I mean, that's why I think he's number two in the South. Yeah, his stuff looks great. Um, and then I had a fan. Fantastic game with Matt Carmack and his uh, Empire of Dust. Oh, you know, he, uh, Matt Carmack's a, a really just a super stand up guy, really fun. We played at Masters, which I won, and he had made, um, you know, a couple aggressive plays that he felt really bad about. But he, I mean, we had this game that was just too razor thin, um, uh, just like right up into the very end. Um, and I needed a turn seven, uh, to win. He rolled no turn seven and then he saved or he rolled a turn seven. So I needed a turn seven. He needed no turn seven. He rolls a turn seven. He had saved his one tournament reroll for the whole game. He used it and he rolled a turn seven again. So I was just like, Oh, that's it. Golden. No problemo. I got this in the bag. Um, Bane chanted ogres go into, uh, uh, regiment of revenants, so dash seventeen defense five, I think, and Samarchris and Bane Chanted Ogres go in. Total flub. Uh, I ended up needing a seven twice to kill them, and I couldn't kill them. So he ended up winning, but it was like straight 
um, uh, 15, five, I think something like that, or, or really close to that. So just super, super close loss, but he played so good. I love having games with Matt. He's just like one of those players, which you can have a super tight game, a really competitive game, but you can have fun the whole time. It can be serious, but you can still have some levity to it. Have a good time. So I ended up going three and two with one super, super close loss to Matt. And then my my uh, annual or biannual uh, Jeffrey uh, smashing. So anyway, so I went three and two. I felt pretty good with that. That's that's about what I had hoped. So I had to change my list at the end, and I wanted to bring you know a good painted army. Um, yeah, so I was pretty happy with how I did. What about you? What anything stand out in your games? Oh man, I had an awesome time. I, I had five great games. I played three new players. Um, and then two guys I've played, you know, the club mates, right? So game one, I got to play Kyle. You hyped it up and it lived up to the hype. You know, um, he's a great player. His cannons were super hot. He had three of them and they were just wavering the crap out of my army. Um, and we, we came to a draw. I, I want to say it was less than a hundred points difference. It was like a draw, a real draw, you know? So that was a great, great way to start a tournament. I always do better in a tournament when that first game, isn't like a big win or a big loss. That's interesting. I never thought about that. You just you're you're just dialed in. You're like, okay, I'm doing it. It's just nice and easy, nice and easy. What typically happens is if I go with a big win in the first round, then I'm up, you know, then I'm flying to the sun, and then Icarus loses his wings, right? Or the flip side, you never know when, when you when you have a big loss, you never know who you're going to find out at the bottom there because in that first round. It, it's a crapshoot, right? You can find really great players that have lost <laughs> big uh, because they happen to play other really great players. So, uh, yeah. So I always like to just, if if possible, it's I, I find my tournaments work out the best when I am kind of close win, small loss, or a draw in that first round. Second game, I played uh, Tommy Mancino with the Trident Realms. That was a great game. One of my favorites of the weekend. Uh, he is just a super guy. You know, he's got a pretty army with a lot of cool conversions. It was fun, you know? It was just fun. And then third game, I got to play Dylan, which even though, you know, he's in he's in the Blue Sea Brawlers, like, I've actually never played Dylan before. I knew it was going to be an uphill battle. I mean, he, the, the guy is second in the South, right? He's a great player. Now that he's got his hobby game rolling, uh, he is going to be tough to beat at many, many tournaments going forward. So, uh sh- Small loss to him, 13-7. And then Sunday had another, just another knockdown, drag-out battle with Randy uh, from, Randy Davis from Dojo. And uh, he had dwarves. And that, you know, that might have been the theme of the weekend is I, I played a metric ton of Defense 6. I am very happy with going two wins, two ties, and, and, a, and a loss, given my list. Because my list does not have very many can openers. I've got two cannons, Right. I've got a giant and I've got some knights, but like the infantry, I mean, crushing strength one is not going to get it done against defense six. So, you know, uh, I had to play KG against Randy and just basically sit back and try to pick off things, get flanks. And, and, and it worked out to my favor. And then we, t- we talked about that, the dominate the bullseye scenario. I think that's one where, you know, I think he probably felt going in. That was not a bad scenario for him, but I was able to pick off key units that were in the middle of the battle line and kind of strung out some of his more important stuff, like his elementals to the flanks, and just kept them there. So he was never really able to get a, a good degree of scoring into the middle zones. And so it kind of was a, you know, uh, it, it wasn't a big win. I think it was 15-5. Um, and then I rounded out the weekend with Hot Dan, right? You know, um, who I've played 
you know, many a time before. And we we ended up in a draw. I mean, a great weekend. So you beat me, Robbo. <laughs> but we hadn't ever played. See, and so now I don't have to play you because I, 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 I finished one above you. Uh, but yeah, so we've I finished 13 and you finished 14 on the weekend. So going two wins, two ties and a loss. And coming in 13 out of 58 players, I was over the moon, right? Oh, yeah. And I mean, I mean that that's a tough room by any means. You know what I mean? So to be top 10, top 15, you know, means you've done you, you, you any and any time you do well in Texas, it means you have had to have done well in battle, paint and sports. Right. Absolutely. Uh, and I know those things matter to you, you know, so. Oh, yes. Matter to me, like seeing your army is so beautiful and. You know, so I think it was a pretty successful weekend. I had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Like I said, I got to play three new players, which is always, always awesome. And I mean, got to meet, I didn't play them, but I met like so many new people. Heard some of them on the podcast last week. So yeah, it's been great. Final thoughts on Lone Wolf? Just super cool. Uh, It definitely felt like um, being back at a tournament, but still there is the reality of the new world we're in a la all the masks and all that kind of stuff and everything. So, but it felt good. I think, I think it was a good, uh, example of how a tournament run well and a tournament run within like a reputable establishment with, uh, uh, clean cleanliness and everything. I think, I think they can still be done. Uh, and I think even in those events where, you know, we do have setbacks like you guys talked about. It's like, what can we learn? How can we move forward? You know, I, I think sometimes that's what you got to do. Just move forward. So I'm excited. I think it shows that Masters can happen and that Masters is going to be great. It's going to be in the same venue and even more people are going to be vaccinated by then. So I think it was a good cold, soft open, you know, for uh, a Masters-like event. Well, let's uh, take a quick commercial break on the other side. We'll uh, let's chat a little hobby. I'm Patrick Zora Allen, the Kings of War has been and newest RC member, and you're listening to Countercharge. And we're back. So, Rob, what have you been working on in the L Hobby Room? The big news is that we have a slow grow league kicked off at War Room Hobbies, and I I would be remiss if I didn't mention if you don't have a local gaming store to serve your mantic needs, WarRoomHobbies.com. Countercharge listeners do get a discount. Countercharge, all one word, both C's are capitalized. Uh, and if you didn't get that, check the show notes. But uh, So we kicked off the league about 10 days ago. Uh, we play every Wednesday night. And the way it's set up is uh, we have two-week rounds. So uh, basically every other Wednesday is a game where you can show and you show up and play. Um, but you also have that two-week time period to get in the game if you couldn't make it. And on the off Wednesdays, we have hobby nights. So the first one was kind of like, um, hey, let's familiarize yourself with Kings of War, give you some resources, and then we started to tackle army theme, and we had a bunch of great army examples there uh, to just walk people through it. Um, and then this coming Wednesday is going to be basing, so we'll have static grass applicators and all kinds of different materials and stuff. So super, super fun. We have 16 players that has start that have started this is that that's that, uh, to me was like that's when mike awesome. said we had 16 players i was like crazy and billy is the only blue city brawler that's that's participating so it's new people it's it's yeah i, I mean it's it's all new people right like it's it's crazy i mean it's just it, it was funny we had a, we had a guy show up and he's like i didn't know you guys played kings of war here and you know we're all kind of like you know, anytime you hear that, you're like, well, damn, what, what did, how did we not get this message out? Cause we have been playing the crap out of Kings of War for five, six years at this point, you know, in Memphis. And, and, uh, the, the fact that we have someone living right under our noses that, that, 
that missed that message, you know, it just just goes to show you you can always improve, right? And to get that message out. But yeah, 16 players were super we're super pumped. And with 16 players, you know, there's a couple duplicates, but what I decided to do was look at what everybody else was playing and play something different and play something that I wouldn't probably ever play. This is going to be kind of a speed paint challenge for me, right? I'm, I'm going to try out the Instacolor, which is the Scale 75 contrast paints. Ooh, yeah. I'm curious to hear what you have to have to think about. Played around with it a little bit, and so far, it's so great. I mean, it's, it's, it's really good stuff. But in terms of an army, I chose to go Goblins. Nobody else was playing them. I already had, gosh, three or four copies of you know, uh, war in the holds sitting in the garage. So I already had like 80 goblins or something to already get me, to get me jump started. I had already purchased uh, a bunch of goblin stuff. So the, I don't have the theme nailed down yet, but one thing I am going to do, I am not using any metal models, not one. Preach brother. Preach. <laughs> I'm so done with metal models. Give me plastic. Give me resin. That's it. I'm not so mantic. If you want to make me some resin, uh, war engines. Great. If not, I'll keep using the uh, the WizKid stuff. That's fine. I'm not using any metal models in this army. Like like Warrens and stuff. Like I mentioned, WizKids makes like like a like like a, like a ballista, and they have a catapult. So I'm slowly acquiring that stuff. But really, mainly what I've been doing is just building goblins. How do you like those hard plastics? It's funny because Kyle Poole mentioned to me how terrible the old plastics were, and I had already put some of those together for my ogre army. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think they're that bad. Trust me, when you put the new ones together, these new ones are 10 times better than the old one. Not only do they have a better aesthetic, but they go together better. Like butter. They just go. They, yeah, They're yeah. just great. So, um, And then last Wednesday, we played our first 750 game and got three games in, which was awesome. And uh, I just played like a mix of infantry. I had a troop of uh, Minter Mob, which is two. And then I had a small troop of Luggets and uh, a War Engine. By the way, those Luggett models, they are amazing. The sculpts on those things are amazing. Yeah, I haven't seen any in person, but they I, I love the pictures. Jeff Swan came through one time and had three or four units, and uh, they were great, but I didn't really get a chance to look at them up close. But now that I've got them, Man, the resin is buttery smooth, and there's five different sculpts. Oh, they make them. They make them in resin now. I, I missed that. Yes, they're in resin. I look. I would not. Would not be playing them yeah, if they're metal. Say, I thought you said no metal. But exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But no, they're great. And and I really, you know, they have the wild charge, and they have the hitting on fours with crushing one. Oh, they're good. They're good. I, I have been toying around in my head with maybe running multiple troops as like a second line. So you basically the enemy hits the big line, whether that's mincers or spear horde. And then you send in the you know the the luggets, man. And it, dude, those guys in the flank, they do some work, man. Because they, they have fifteen attacks as a troop, so thirty attacks in the flank, hitting on fours with crushing one with the potential of bane chant. Oh yeah, it's 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 tasty. Uh, Mincer bobs were a little underwhelming for me. They only move five. You know, I know they're defense six, but they only move five. Yeah, if you think about it, like thirty attacks on fours is a lot different. Than 15 attacks. Those those are the kind of units that they hit on fours that have crushing. That when you get them in a flank, all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is not good. I had some op- opportunities to get flanks and stuff with with hordes of, of of the goblins, but like most of them hit on fives, right? And they don't have any crushing, so you know. But yeah, the luggets, man. In terms of melee power, they're amazing. Uh, so I have ordered. I have one box. And I have ordered three more. And that's my segue into my next, uh, into a little bit of a complaint, which is Mantic needs a U.S. warehouse. 
especially with how the post office is now. Yes. Like the post is it still trying to recover post Exactly. As we exit out of COVID, man, it's just Mantic, let's get a US warehouse. Let's get this time down to shipment because I mean get Kyle P into a bigger house. Exactly. With a metal barn outside. The, the problem is, you know, we've got you know, the Asmo days and the GWs, like they're hitting every week, exact time, like it's it's on like they know exactly when it's showing up, and when you're shipping from the UK, it's sort of like a crapshoot. You don't really know when it's going to come. Well, that seems like the next logical step for their brand, too, right? As they're building their business is to to get a warehouse over here, and just it makes logistical sense. And now that we're on like a little bit of a, a rant, the other thing they got to get they got to get this under control is the mispacks. I think we're, you know, as a store, I think we're at like ten percent mispacks. <laughs> like people are open, you know. Every single person that has bought stuff has had issues. And it's like, guys, I know customer service is great and will resolve your issue. That's not a long-term solution. <laughs> the The long-term solution is don't have mispacks. I think there's like an ether in the community or a, a living sort of like psychic force where companies get a name, like a good name or a bad name, or they have a certain amount of goodwill, right. like capital yep. that they can spend. And I think that... Mantic doesn't want to enter that space where everyone's like, oh, they're really nice and they make great rules and I like a lot of their models, but you just never know what you're going to get when you buy from them. Right. And I don't think they're there yet at all. But I mean, it's just they got to be aware of even if they replace something for you, it still resonates your mind. Certainly, that's something that needs to get fixed. And, uh, you know. Yeah. And we say all this stuff with in love, right? It's an opportunity for improvement. As a. As the as the as uh, the FDA has told me many times, it's an opportunity for improvement. O- op- obstacles are a pathway to mastery, Rob. Oh, is that what is that? I, I've heard that before a few times. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been building, building, building goblins, and cool. uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, the second Mantic order shows up tomorrow, and I'll have three more boxes of luggage. Nice. That would be great. You have to say your prayers tonight. Please deliver my model. So we played seven fifty in the first round, and then the next round we're playing a thousand, and we go two fifty up. You know, from there. And how long mean rounds? So it's two weeks per round. Yeah. And it, yeah. it just has to be assembled. It doesn't have to be painted. Yeah, it only has to be assembled. But the thing that's cool is that the way we've got it set up is you get a lot of points for painting. So there's increment. So like if I actually get my stuff painted, even if I lose all my games, I'll still finish in the middle of the pack. You get points for building the models, points for basing the models, points for priming the models. And obviously it's all dependent on the size of the unit. The bigger the unit, the more points you get. Our first Slow Grow League a couple years ago we had a lot of great players and a lot of great armies were built, but very few actually got any paint on them. <laughs> so the hope is that in this one, we're going to continue on that and we'll get more armies built, but we'll get more paint. That's the hope. We want to get some finished armies. Uh, a lot of the talk today is about the new releases, the Dracons and the Air Elementals. What'd you think? Uh... Well, here's my take. I think the Dracons suffer from the fact that they're trying to match an army that is 10 years old. So you're going to get that style elf, right? Like there's no way around it. They have to, they're not redoing the elves. They have to make it match that. Right. So, so stylistically, it's not really my cup of tea, but at the same token, I can understand how they ended up there. The air elementals. I don't know what to think. Cause like, I, I don't know what an air elemental is supposed to look like. I mean, it's air, the resin, right? Which <laughs> thank you. I don't, I, I'm done with metal. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, just, the resin is so well done too. It's not even just like happy to have resin, the resin. And I know some people have had issues, but as with anything, but I mean, think about how bad fail cast fine. Oh yeah. When I first, I mean, their resin is like leaps and bounds. Um, yeah. I mean, I thought that, I think the point you make is, is the really interesting one, which is 
they can't really go they gotta stay within the the elf range but on the other hand we were talking about in the counter charge host group it's like look at the ogre boomer sergeant mm-hmm. compared to like the up new updated siege breakers i think you can still stay stay within the wheelhouse of an army's flavor and push it a little bit and the dracons for me were just kind of uh, uh you know not great but not just okay i wonder how much of it too though stylistically was since it's part of league of infamy they knew they were going to make it out of pvc for the board game you know what were the implications there right when you're mass producing something there's things you can't do there's a lot of people who really do love that i mean they're very old school feeling right because they are max so so a lot of people love having like really old school old school looking armies one of the really nice things about them is there's not a ton of extra detail right like it's not like laden with skulls or you know like that's something you can get painted relatively quickly there looks like there's good texture on the skin of the dracons for some dry brushing yeah you know yeah but i mean like i said like not not amazingly blown away but uh, like I said before, I don't know, like, what would blow me away by an air elemental? Would that be, like, an air elemental that has, like, a house, <laughs> like, in its body or something? I don't know. Like, what would I? What am I expecting? It's looking like the three, so Regiment of Dracon, so it's three riders, is in resin for 50 bucks. I think that feels right. Large cavalry model? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, large cavalry regiment. Like, uh, uh, I think that that feels about right, price-wise, yeah. price, you know? Yep. Um. And I'm looking at them, and this could be maybe, like, this could grow on me. I mean, the more that I look at them. The Dracons? Yeah, the Dracons. I'm kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, I don't know. This one, instead of, like, amazing or leave it, this is all. I'll be back. Wait till you see it in person. Yeah, I'm feeling meh, but I'm I'm beginning to maybe think that once I see this in person on amazing multi-base, you know, Mm -hmm. painted really great. You know, maybe I'll change for my mind. So what have you been working on? So I've been up to a bunch of stuff. Still working on the Spear Horde that I didn't finish for Lone Wolf that I will finish for Masters, hopefully. I'm also beginning to think about what the kind of solidify the next projects. Definitely getting rid of the 40K stuff helped me a little bit like focus. I finished the last two things that I had to do to have the Hellboy board game fully painted. We played that the other night for the first time. Uh, we did have this little like intro mission. Um so we did that. Um, it kind of has a cool system where the missions are like these cards, but they come in packs that you don't open. So there's a little bit of like as you're doing the mission for the first time, you don't know what's going to happen. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then uh, we got some um, models from – I don't know if you ever got anything from the Chaos Orc Superstore. Oh, all the time, dude. They're, they were a – back in the day, uh, they were a advertiser on um... – What's the big Warhammer? Garage Hammer. Garage Hammer, yeah. Yeah, and what was great about it was they had some stuff that I couldn't get. Like, I remember I bought a uh, a metal flame cannon for my dwarf army on there. So, yeah, they have some cool stuff. Noble Knight Games, Chaos Orc Superstore. There's some of, like, my non-eBay, non-Amazon websites because Chaos Orc always has good discounts. He, I mean, pretty much anything is 20 to 25% off, usually. He just is not, maybe doesn't always have it in stock. But we picked up um, a box of Wood Elf Dryads, you know, the newer, the plastic ones, because Hillary wants to start, like, paying a unit of something. So she's kind of into maybe doing Forces of Nature. So I th- Sylvaneth models? Yeah, the, 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 well, it's the ones that was before uh, those plastic Dryad kit that was um, kind of in the last go-around of Wood Elves okay. that I've carried. Over. It's, like a, it's, it's a pretty nice kit. Yeah. Um, 
it's kind of large infantry, so you could use it for uh, Hunters of the Wild or some other stuff. So we got that, and then I picked up my new project, which I've talked on the chat, but we haven't talked in person, is I've sort of decided that my 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 whatever army I decide to do Mantic, which is right now is going to be uh, Abyssals, I'm doing just Contrast, like like your Goblins. I'm just going to do a quick, quick and dirty. So I was trying to think about, well, what is my next hobby project going to be? Uh, and hobby, I mean, like something that I'm going to spare no expense, you know, really try to, to paint as best as I can. And being being uh, having a background as a historian and gone in grad school to history, I've always sort of wanted to maybe do something with a little bit of historical flavor, but that also still captures the fantasy element. So I was a really big fan of the Titan Forge Dragon Empire sort of fantasy themed uh, Japanese slash Asian warrior army. And I felt like uh, I love the samurai. I mean, there's so many things from that kit, from that range that could be really cool. And I like the idea of having an army that maybe I could play it as kingdoms of men or Rordia, or I could design my own kingdoms of men empire. And I already have like a storyline and like a background, you know, or I could use them as elves or whatever. So that's what I've decided to do. Uh, and, uh, I've gotten uh, – Mike Grant was nice enough as a wedding present. He had printed out a bunch of that army, like tons of models. He just sent it to me free. Um, Eamon, uh, Alex's buddy, is going to uh, print me up a couple samples. But I found they had some from Titan Forge on Chaos Orc Superstore uh, at a pretty good discount. So I picked up some of those and definitely – the ones from Titan Forge that are like the casted resin ones compared to the, the 3D printed ones, when you put them side by side, it really is a big difference. So I think I'm going to uh, still going to use a bunch of the stuff Mike gave me, but I'm going to kind of sprinkle them into some stuff that I ordered from uh, Titan Forge. Um, so the samurai, the, the samurai I'm going to use is my elite infantry. So they'll be either palace guard or foot guard, you know, whatever the, the kingdoms of men elite, the guys that hit on threes, right? Um, they have ninja. Ninja are going to be my berserker, berserker style infantry, or my glade stalker scout style infantry. They have these cool uh, kind of like uh, lion dog samurai riders with bows. They're going to be like my fast cab that shoots. So I was able to see something in that range that could fit every sort of archetype of knight, heavy cab, infantry, light infantry. You know, so I feel like I could really make a lot of different things from that project and just the multi-basing, you know, uh, I played against Ben Stoddard once at a masters in Texas. So definitely having, I'm really excited to experiment with the cherry, cherry blossoms. And I have ideas with water effects, with koi fish swimming in the water effects and leaves falling from tree. Oh man, so many ideas, Rob. Uh, uh, I'm really going to try to push myself in the multi-basing in this army uh but i am just so jacked up excited i love samurais i've been a huge kurosawa uh samurai movie fan as growing up as a kid um so i'm just totally and these models are just amazing titan forge for as long as i can remember uh their resin sculpts and stuff um over the years they've that the ogres they have like the bayou <laughs> swamp theme and they've got yeah. dwarves they're just they they have great sculptors there's just so many great like like independent miniatures right now. It's just so many great companies making models. I really appreciate the ones that are not 
solely catering to the STL market because sometimes some of the STLs, man, you're like, wow, that is a lot of detail, like more than I want to paint. It's too much, right? It's too much. It's like it looks great in an STL file. They're almost like they're trying to show how great they are by, you know, belts and buckles and gold clasps and buttons. And it's like, OK, dude, I get it. You can you can sculpt all that stuff. But, man, I don't want to have to paint it. <laughs> so I, I appreciate some of the minimalist style of some of the other sculptors. Yeah, no, I think Titan Forge definitely is still giving you great stuff, but it's still sort of more of like, here's a full army. So right. here's a little bit more centered on the fact that there's an expectation you're going to actually make an army of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have pretty reasonable prices. So I ordered uh, a couple, one unit from um, Chaos Orc, and then I ordered one unit from Titan Forge directly, which is in mm-hmm. Europe. So I'm curious to see kind of what the they're in like what the eastern block or something so i think in poland maybe it's in poland again or you know all these poland seems to be like the hotbed for yeah (laughs) i don't know man there's like a hotbed for creativity so what i did is i took a couple of the ones that mike sent me and i have three so i primed them all up Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna do some test Mm -hmm. sometimes when i'm trying to decide an army what how to paint an army is i'll look for an army it doesn't even have to be in the same game but what army has a cool color scheme that i like right so one example would be like if you like blood angels you like them you, you could take those color elements and transfer that over to a different project because usually those colors are built to work together as a right, red and gold right on a color theory level. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've always wanted to have a Deathwing army in 40 K. I just love that ivory and, and I've never really painted green and, and red and, and, and green and ivory would, would, would replay really well off the pink of the cherry blossom. So I think I'm going to go for like a dark angels inspired, um, samurai fantasy army with greens, blacks, ivories. Yeah, that'd be awesome, dude. With a, a, a moving koi fish in water effects. So we'll see. We have some ideas. Water effects. I, I like the I like the sound of that. Koi pond. I like the sound of that. Yeah, and I, like I said, I got to learn green. And then, so I'm just gonna I'm ready to kick, kick it up a notch. Continue each army that I do when it's in that sort of hobby lens. Asian basing. Let's just be honest. It's so hot right now. It's so hot. Yes. Uh huh. Uh huh. Totally. So I'm excited. Uh, I feel like I was. Uh, I got my next few projects really nicely. Uh, you know, on the project board, uh, Vision Quest. I got them. I got them organized. So uh, I'm really excited. Yeah, it sounds like it. it. Sounds like a really cool theme too. So be excited to see your test models. Yeah. So we'll see. Get. Uh, so I have a couple of those. Uh, I'm going to try to continue to do each paint session and still put time into the spears that I'm trying to get finished. At some point, you got to finish them. And they will. They will be done. And it will be. I'll be. I can't wait. I'm going to be super happy with it. And I'll be glad that I didn't rush it uh, to get it done. Yeah, I'm the same way with with the Kingdoms of Half Men. Like, there's more to paint. But I'm fine with, like, all right, let's take a break. Yeah, I really need it. I need a break both both model-wise and also I need a, a break gameplay-wise. I need to play something different. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to. So, um, yeah, so I think I'm going to do the Abyssals will be my Mantic Army or um, we've been having a lot of talk lately in kind of different groups about uh, mummies and maybe mummies aren't quite as utilized as they could be. So maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do some crazy. I had a, an idea for a Empire of Dust uh, army 
that would be more not just sand bases, but be, would be more kind of like river-ish, so it's like the Nile River. That'd be cool. The Nile River would weave its way through all my multi-basing. So when they set up together, it would be like desert on two sides with the Nile and the middle units, you know? You could even have some units on some boats, too, that are like exactly. pushing their way down the, the, the river. And I thought the idea of, of, of making it a really reactive deployment style army, so I deploy the same way really no matter who I'm playing. So because all my multi-bases are meant to go next to each other, when I deploy, it will be like I'm deploying my display board. Yeah, I will say, you know, that this is an old problem is that when you have a display board where you have multiple materials, like let's say you have the river down the middle and you have a unit that's in the river. The one caveat I always tell people is make sure it gets judged on the display board. Yes. <laughs> if it gets judged on the table, right? Like you're like, well, why is this one water and this one wood decking? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right. Because I know in the past, in the Warhammer days, that was a big issue where we had guys with some amazing display boards. But then as soon as everything gets taken off, it doesn't make any sense and they lose points. So, but I'm thinking of like uh, Empire of Dust would be another quick army to paint with contrast. You know what I mean? I don't know what model range you were thinking of using, but like you know, I I I am totally against hybrid <laughs> plastic metal kits. Oh, I'm not, and there are a lot in that. Is there a lot in that there? Is place? yeah. So, okay. well, I have to I have to circle back to that and and see. The the mummies are are PVC, so they're not they're not terrible. You know, uh-huh. um, hard to rank up, but. Because I, I tried to do full model count, and it was it was it was a, a bit of a chore. I, I I've been I've been told that they're cooler in person. They are they are better in person. Well, it's just one of the ideas that 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 sort of theme for an EOD army is one, and I've always liked mummies. And then I could go like from the mummy, I can go here we go again. Every time I regen, make my regen roll. <laughs> here we go again. That's awesome. Again, but. We'll see. It's one of the ideas. Well, the ideas are flowing. That's the good thing. If it comes out, there'll be another one right behind it. It's like a shit. Really deciding, like I said, it's a small thing, but deciding to sell the 40K army and just realize that I want to make kings like my game and that I don't need to have painted armies for, you know, if I want to play 40K, maybe I'll play like a squad-based game, but I don't need to have an army, a mass combat army for every game system. That's helped me really sort of refocus what time I do have into like what my main squeeze well plus you already have armada yeah and i want to do i really want to do armada because naval i mean man or war was my jam so yeah so uh, and and i had to like realize well i'll always paint it but i gotta realize like i'm 40 and if it takes me four years to paint an army three years, yeah, you're only gonna have you only have so many more armies in your lifetime how many actually armies do i have left before i die so i like, actually a serious question it's like it's like a question I I feel like I gotta actually start asking myself. Right? Is is will I finish this while my friends and myself are still alive? And if the answer is no, then it's on eBay. Well, I think what we'll do is we'll take a quick commercial break, and on the other side, uh, we will drop in a clip that was me um, talking to Dylan Scribner. Uh, Kings of Monsters fame, uh, great Salamander player. Uh, and then we're joined later by Michael Horner in the conversation. We chat about Salamanders. We chat, chat about the sculpts, how he plays the army, different build ideas. Think of it as a precursor to the upcoming Salamanders army review. Uh, Matt Croja is uh, recording at some point. Oh, whew, my, my, my underwear just evaporated. Yeah, I know. Matt Croja. Jeremy, thanks for coming on. Totally, bro. Always fun. Always fun. All right, well, let's send into a commercial break. And on the other side, you're going to hear from me and Dylan and Mike. Are you looking for your favorite tabletop games from Wizards of the Coast, Mantic, Warlord, Fantasy Flight, and more? 
Then check out War Room Hobbies located in Memphis, Tennessee. We carry all the best titles to suit your gaming needs, including Magic the Gathering, Historical, Sci-Fi, and Fantasy Games. Our full line of Games Workshop products, generous gaming area, and competitive prices will make us your favorite place to go to war. Join us at the War Room. For more information, check us out at warroomhobbies.com. Welcome to Counter Charge. I'm Dylan Scribner. And I'm Rob Enough, and we're at Lone Wolf. Played Dylan today. He's my, my boy from Arkansas. He's a great salamander player. I want to play salamanders. We just did Forces of Nature. I want to learn how to play salamanders. So I figured I would just give him a mic. Let's get started. Salamanders 101. What makes salamanders different than the rest of the armies? So in my opinion, what makes salamanders, what sets them apart is is their flexibility. So they lack quite a bit in second edition. And with the, you know, introduction of third, they improved what they were trying to get the army to do in second. And they gave it some more options. So it's kind of like... You know how they say, like, undead can do everything, right? Well, to a lesser extent, I mean, salamanders are not as good as undead, but they all, they also kind of have that feel to them. I mean, they can do uh, flying circus. They can do heavy alpha. Um, they can do mass heal, defense six. Um, they, have, they have a lot of flexibility. Um, I guess, you know, I guess that doesn't really set them apart because there are some other armies out there, like forces of nature, that can also do... Um, all those things, but they have a couple unique units that really, that really kind of take them over the edge. Give them the flavor of salamanders. What are those units? Yeah. So ancients are one. Um, they are a, you know, a defense six, inspiring unit. Mm-hmm. They allow you to save hero slots if you don't want to use as much for, like, say, a banner bearer or a clan lord. You can pick up a fairly decent combat regiment that is very defensive and inspires. So you get a six inch inspiring bubble off of a heavy infantry regiment. So it's really beneficial. It's a big footprint. It's pretty yeah, pretty you, good and, bubble. And we should say you have that in your list. That you, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, in defense six too, right? Yep. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, defense yeah, six. It's rough, rough. Yeah. All right, so that's kind of, you know, Salamander's kind of a little flavor. Why do you play Salamander's? I've just always been a Lizardman guy. I mean, I played Dragonborn in Dungeons & Dragons. If I'm uh, getting a kick for some nostalgia, pick up Skyrim. I always make an Argonian. Like, that's just kind of what I do, you know. And so, you know, with un- Uncharted Empires, you know, I'm really able to, you know, have fun with the themes that I like. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a you know, good segue. And I should mention we have a full Salamander review coming at some point. But I couldn't miss the opportunity to have the Sally Man you know jump on you know uh you just beat me with it so i, I mean it was close I need to learn it was close it and was i want to play i want to play salamanders because yeah the models are sweet. let me ask you this what are your thoughts on the new sculpts so i I mean you don't use any of them so i i no not yet well i mean i mean they just they're not even out yet so. that's true so but you don't use you're not a big fan of mantic models anyways right? i i know no 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 i have my forces of nature is mantic <laughs> I just like pulling his chain. <laughs> but I will yeah. say, I will say, I'm very, I'm very, um, I don't like the infantry. The salamander. I don't, I just, it's just the aesthetic, right? right. They, they have like buck teeth and they're right. like, they just look weird to me. Yeah. Their arms, 
are like all the way down to the ground. Right. Well, good, the good thing yeah. is with the with the conversion kits for the Corsairs and for the Unblooded, they have new arms and heads, right? I think they're the same. They're just different weapons and stuff kitted out. Right, but oh, but they're still the same. It look, yeah. They're, so they're gonna look the same aesthetically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Then now that so, but I'll but that's just the heavy infantry. The scorch wings were looked beautiful. The sky. No, see, that's I would disagree. I don't like the four wings on the scorch wing. I think. Yeah, I think they look cool. I mean, because they're supposed to be like constructs. They're not like you know, so that they're like summoned things. Said I managed that. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I guess I, I do have fire elementals so, in the list. So I thought of, they made me think of like baby phoenixes, and I thought it was really cool. All right. Well, I yeah. mean, hey, but, you like them, I'm but, not going to bust like, the ball. Yeah. So like a lot of people like the infantry, and I and I don't. So it's like you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, of the models they've shown, I like the tyrant models. Oh yeah, tyrants. Tyrants are cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the corsair heads, especially. I think they're really cool on the guns. With the pirate hats. Yeah. So if I if, if I was to play on a list that had like a nautical theme, it would be awesome to have like boats and stuff. Um, the unblooded ones, I didn't really see much of a difference. I don't. Maybe I wasn't looking close enough. I think they just. I think they're. I think they just put like two hand weapons on them because they're because they're death four. Oh, I see. Oh, they're the berserker guys, basically. Kinda. Yeah. Okay. The unit that just like, come on, baby, let's, let's roll. <laughs> it's the rhinosaurs, man. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they're gonna be fifty dollars a box. Yeah. That, so what am I gonna do? I'm gonna have to buy a bunch of boxes because. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I'm sold on the rhinosaurs because of the monsters. The the riders are still like the heavy the oh, infantry design. You, you, you still think they're derpy? But I like Mantic. Please don't the riders make the riders separate so I can put different riders on them. I bet you they are. I don't. <laughs> think they're, I don't think they're much. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think. I don't think any of their cavalry. The riders are part of them. Yeah. I think they're all horses and stuff. They're mm-hmm. all separate. Yeah. Well, the goblin fleabag riders. They have. The lower half, the goblin is yeah, built. But those are PVC, so. But even if it's just the lower half, I can I can make do with. You can make do that. with that. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. You got some warmer horde models you could use. Yeah, or we got we got things. Yeah. To do. Yeah. So yeah, new sculpts are coming out in June. We're super super pumped. Where do we go from here? You, you want to just give an overview of your favorite units? Sure. Uh, standouts are definitely the tyrant hordes for me. It's your it's your it's a a berserker unit. You know, it's speed six, wild charge D three. It's fearless. Defense four is a lot better in third because a lot of units lost crushing, but they're a little squishier than they were. The tyrants were defense five and second, um, but they're still they're still really solid because the, a lot of crushing got cut. Like I said, crushing two wild charge D three, so they can charge up to fifteen inches. And this unit is flexible because if you're if you're playing in a meta with light terrain. Um, then plus one charge and plus one speed are the items you can put on them. But, you know, here in the south, we like several pieces of terrain, so I uh, run Pathfinder and... Uh, well, the old, the, the old saying is you either have to be fast enough to get around the terrain or you have to have the ability to get through the terrain. Right. So it, it depends on your, your meta. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Ancients and Ceremonial Guard. Um and the, the phoenix is gold. Um, I actually don't. I actually don't really have a single favorite unit. Um, I, li- I like every unit in my. Like it, if if I had to say there was one unit that was like I could do without, it would be the Gakota Warriors Regiment because it's just an unlock. Uh, they're like more expensive goblins, for whatever reason. That should be fixed. Pathfinder is not worth thirty points RC. 
on a or twenty points. light infantry unit. Yeah, that's probably not going to do anything. It's not worth twenty points on that unit. So they they have the same profile basically. They're one speed faster than goblins, um, but they hit on five, so they they don't do sh they don't do anything. Um, but yeah, you pay they, you're paying twenty see. points for speed and pathfinder on a unit that can't utilize the speed in the pathfinder. So um, I would rather them just be seventy five points without without pathfinder mm -hmm. or. Or leave them speed six and make them maybe eighty points. They're five, five points more for speed six over speed five for the goblins. But yeah, um, that's neither here nor there. I guess uh, they do have vicious too. So I guess they have some things. But again, vicious is a rule that they don't get to use because that they that doesn't have good returns because they're they hit on fives. Yeah, they're not getting a lot of hits through. So yeah, um, now with they have a horde and legion option. So I guess that's kind of where. That comes the in. The horror option might you might actually get some utility out of it. But, Maybe, but, but that's a big footprint for. But a, their attacks got cut in thirty. How many do they have? Twenty five. So they used to have forty. Now now the legion has thirty. Boo -hoo -hoo -hoo. And the horde had. But they hit on fives though. That is incredible. What, but what's the horde cost? They hit on five. They're like, uh, a horde is one fifty five. That is freaking cheap though, bro. Yeah, but Everyone. nobody's running hordes so, of Gagoda. All right, so I'm, I'm just thinking Kingdoms of Man has the Militia Horde. Yeah. They're 115, so they're a little cheaper. Yeah. But they hit on fives, and they're defense three. Your defense? Three. Okay, so there's a little... And see, but, goblins but, are defense so, four. So you have... So you have and so you have the Pathfinder, though, and it's so important. And you have Vicious, too. Yeah, so... <laughs> I guess you'd have to give them something to make use of the Vicious. So I was, I was mostly just, like, complaining based on what I would like to see. Because uh, I just use them as an unlock, so yeah. the extra points for an unlock. Well, and it's only is you know, as a regiment, it's only one unlock. Right. But the horde could give you three, but 100. I don't exact, know. But it's 155 points, yeah. and it's like. But you strength four. It would give me no. They're three. They're okay. They're they're all they're lesser cheap, horde. They're cheap, so yeah, they're a weedy horde. Yeah. No, I mean like hordes and legions. I guess you know if you look at it from a a scenario point of view. They are a little better. Pathfinder lets them get into position better. Um, I still think it's negligible, but it is what it is. Um, I've never written rules for a game, so I really don't know crap about well, you play their, games, their point cost. And you know what wins. So what, what are some other units you like? Uh, well, for me, I mean, for me, my probably my favorite unit right now is not even a... No, I will say... Yeah, I was gonna say my favorite unit's not even a lizard man, but the battle captain's on rhinosaurs. Yeah, bar none. Just think when you buy a box St of rhinosaurs and you had three in your list today, so you'll have yeah. to be able to make. It would be a it would be a standout unit if uh, frostfang lords and thanes uh, weren't a thing. Because they're better than the battle. Yeah, they. I mean, they have plus, they they have innate plus one charge and strider. Right. Yeah. So. But the, are they dash fifteen though? They're no, no. They have a waiver value. Yeah. So I mean, that's a thing. But yeah. Um, but same token, you're a large cavalry, easier to be seen, easier to be shot, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and then my second favorite unit would be the Phoenix. Because it saves your ass when you get shot by cannons. Dude, you're like, yeah. oh, I got five wounds. Just fly over there and heal up five. Yeah, I'm uh, about to. I'm about to run. Giant, this with giant, two. like does nine wounds. And you're like, oh, well, I'll just fly over there and heal five wounds back. Yeah, your giant was jumping up and down for sure. Um, yeah, come. Yeah, what do you? 
You rolled 12 attacks or 13? 14. 14. 14. Yeah, so it was a D, D6 plus 8. So, so nine hits. Should have been seven hits. Should have been six wins. But it was... It was nine wins. Nine wins, nine wins yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that's why we play the game. See, but, I mean, but that's why I'm going to take two Phoenixes from now on. Because then I can heal off that nine wins. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. See, that's the but the Phoenix is how much? Secret tech, 195. So where are you going to get the points? But that's 20 fireball, too. You can't sleep on that fireball. So it's not like it's a. It's not like I'm is just it, paying a 195 for a heal five. A 12-inch fireball? It's, yeah. With no... Well, Salamanders is short range. It's 18 and under. Sure, sure. Yeah. But 12-inch fireball, that means you're getting in range of some stuff sometimes. Yeah, I mean, speed 10, nimble. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some stuff is going to be in range, but... Yeah, knights or... Uh, they're going to be behind... Yeah. Well, <clears throat> well I yeah. mean, to be fair, yeah, you could have... Well, so the fireball... You could have stuff because he's a monster. You could have him behind him. The right? fireball is a... It's a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heal's the, the reason why you buy it. I see what you're saying. Heal's the reason you buy it, but, you know, late game being able to clear stuff off of objectives. Well, I mean, heal's... You can't you can't underestimate heal. Not the kind of heal that where you're, like, just healing everything, but situationally being able to heal the unit... Where we had this conversation, I don't remember when, but like you know, if you have a unit with five damage, and you can take two or three off, you know, and do this multiple turns, like well, you're probably prolonging the, the, that unit's life one or two turns yeah. over the course of the game. You're essentially mitigating if it's shooting doing the damage, then you're mitigating some of that shooting's effectiveness yeah. because they're not receiving the punch. Yeah, and my, not getting the benefit. My combat and. Um, Anvils are pretty compact, so I mean I can I mean I can peel off, you know, three plus wounds a turn just with radiance, you know. Off well, yeah, radiance. that was some more you had. Yeah, yeah. radiance because so it has radiance of life mm -hmm. and heal five. Uh, it's a, just a beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, unit. yeah, yeah. So what's the? So we talked about some stuff you like. Was there any other units you like? I mean, uh, you had a lot of stuff. You had Ember Sprite. Well, you had all kinds of stuff. Well, in there. I mean, so. Um, I do use Ember Sprites. It's maybe it may be the best chaff in the game for, in my opinion, for its just like flexibility. Like gargoyles are great, panthers are great because they're so fast and they're nimble. But there's nothing really in there's nothing really in salamanders that gargoyles could chaff for that the Ember Sprites can't chaff for. So they do the same, they have the same quote unquote effectiveness in that role. And they also have, they have a vicious 12 inch mm -hmm. shot. Shooting chaff is best chaff, you know? Yeah, no, that's for my, sure. That's my two cents. All right. Uh, well, flip side, yeah. what are the units you, you just like, come on, dude. I'm not taking these. I don't like unblooded and I don't like proms anymore. And you don't take fire elementals, right? Uh, there's, a, there's a list. Out there in the ether that could use fire elements. Ether as in the internet, like fanatics, or nah, in, just, in your ether? Just in time and space. You okay, know? <laughs> all right. In Dylan's head. Maybe um, that TV show, In Dylan's Head? There's a full, uh, it probably, it could be if it's not. There's a full, there's definitely a full, like, flame-bound list that could definitely work well. So Flamebound, we're talking Phoenixes, Fire Elementals, Number Sprites? Yeah, you get a couple. You don't have to worry about any other characters because if everything's Flamebound, then the Mage Priest will inspire them, I think. Inspiring Flamebound, yes. Then you're going to be synergizing with your entire list because of the Fuel for Fire special rule. And Mage Priests also have Fireball 10. 
So you're looking like mid-late game, if you have two of those and two Phoenixes, 40 fireball. Not to mention your breath from your Ember Sprites. I mean, it could be a, it's short range, but it's a lot of, could be a lot of sneaky shooting. Um, and then I would say a few regiments of Scorch Wings. Are they flame kinda, bound? They're not flame bound. They're flame bound. Oh, flame man. Bound. So, so, yeah, if you got a few, like, a few regiments to chaff for your, you know, two, three, four hordes of fire elementals, mm -hmm. backed up by phoenixes and mm -hmm. mage priests, you're going to get Scorch Wing units on, on a flank. They have 18-ish range, so... Pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean... Six it attacks? Could be, it could be a lot of sneaky shooting. They, they, the regiments have six. The hordes? I think the hordes are too expensive. To 10, 10 for, attacks? They have 12 attacks. 12 attacks, okay. 12 attacks is real low for 200 points. That is low. Um, Especially, but you hit on threes, though, right? In melee. Yeah. Fours at range. That's weird to me, because they feel like a shooting unit, right? Like, yeah. Like a light flying... So they used to be... I, I miss... Oh, man... Uh, I don't want it to turn the review into a, like a complaint session because they're they're great, they're great. But I miss that uh, the Sky Raiders. So you would say they are amazing. I mean, <laughs> the regiments. Yes. Uh, I think I think the regiments are great. Yeah. Uh, that was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I miss the Sky. I miss that that 18 inches with the jar of the four winds, mm -hmm. bumping them up to 24. Yeah. Back in the good or, old days. Yeah. It was. They were 12. And Jar of the Four Winds gave him 12 for 24. Exactly. And then they were vicious with 18 attacks, is what I meant. So they were broken, is what you were saying. No, they were really good. I mean, they're <laughs> still, they were still only defense three. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah. but. So units that you probably wouldn't take, you covered oh, them. Oh. I mean, I you, you said you would take, you might, if you had a flame bound list, you could take the. Yeah, yeah, Is yeah. there anything that you absolutely think, would never take? I don't think it's as optimal, but it's definitely doable um, and would be, you know, competitive not optimal but still it would definitely win games i think um well do you play salamanders so that when you lose you can go and play salamanders bro no no they're they're good in third okay can't say that anymore if you play salamanders out there and you lose a game you can't blame it on that anymore unless they're, you built a well unless you played poorly because you play you play poorly right unless you play poorly. yeah i guess you, you gotta blame it on yourself yeah, I actually just lost to a new player, but forgot where the objective was. It was totally my fault. Oh my I god! I forgot where the scenario was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we were. I was. I was like. I was fighting. I was fighting at this. You know, this area. Like, uh, I think he had like two units left, and I had nearly my whole army. But, but he got the. But objective. he was sitting on the two objectives. The two good objectives. Well, he looked it up. He yeah, it up yeah. He killed one of my units and then pivoted around, and then that's when I noticed the objective. I was like, oh dang. Yeah, it was cool. He lifted it up, and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, you know, that it was, you know, I won't blame it on Salamanders, but what I will say is, can't really say anything because he played all day too, but we were like 11 o'clock at night after day one of a GT. Yeah, it's, it's tiring. Yeah. There's uh, eight people around watching. Yeah. All making fun of them, telling them not to lose. Yeah. yeah. Everyone was making fun of me because I was playing another game. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. Well, did he beg you to play? No, no. He or said he wanted one, and I don't ever get to play anymore except at GTs. Mm. So I was like, I'm you tired. You come to Memphis every once in a while. We, yeah, we, I know. We, we, but we can... Hey, you're the man. You're the you're the man. He's a new player. You were like, I played three games today. I did awesome. I'm gonna play him one more time. Yeah. No, he, I appreciate I mean, you doing he, that. He, he once he once he actually rounds out his list, gets more models, he'll be a good player for sure. He's gonna be. He's going to be a really good player. Awesome. Um, 
But yeah, uh, units I don't like. Um, I don't like unblooded. Why not? Just because they're defense four. Yeah, I just I. I mean, they're they're cheap. I guess if you, I could see running them if you had. If you had thirty points, checkerboard and them in the back or something. You could upgrade the warriors unlock to an unblooded. How many attacks? They're uh, they're a berserker. I think they're fifteen on four for a regiment. Yeah, on the regiment. Mm, and thirty. The, they, do they come in a horde? Thirty on a horde. Okay. Hitting on uh, fours. Okay. Fours. Wild charge D three. Thunders one. Not bad. So they're pretty good. I mean, there's a build. There's a build there with the path of fire. Because they have the wild charge D three and the thunderous one, so the uh, the battle captain that gives them all pathfinder within six inches. Um, You're a fan of the auras. Uh, I mean, no, I don't. I've never played that. I've, I've seen people. I've seen lists. People mm-hmm. play that list that like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just the just the route I, I I the route I take it. I can't. I can't buy the unblooded. Can't. Well, take me through your list that you're using this weekend. You got okay. your list, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that'd be good. And maybe as we go through each unit, uh, let's talk about their role in your army and how you use them. All right. So first on the lift, lit, lift list mm-hmm. is the Gecko to Warriors Regiment. Right. What is that? Just is it just an unlock? It's basically an unlock. Um, I mean, I guess it's unit strength too, right? Because you have unit strength twenty five in that list. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's unit strength. The whole list is unit strength twenty seven. Twenty seven, and you have fifteen. Everything units? scores. Fifteen units. Fifteen drops. Yeah. yeah, fifteen drops. Okay. Yeah, fifteen. No individuals. No individuals. Yeah, yeah. The only individual is the free. Right, we have a free Texas tournament. Ranger or a Lone Wolf lone, model. Yeah. I'm taking. I'm using. Did the you Ranger. Did you think that you should have taken the Lone Wolf model now? I, I, I mean, the Ranger's pretty good. Hitting on threes with yeah, two the Ranger's good for shooting attacks. The Ranger's good. I really have. I'm like, I know everybody says, "Oh, I really like crap," but the Ranger has not done like anything for me. You mean he hasn't killed? Uh, like, put five wounds on a unit of knights and then rolled. Box cars to nope. take them off. Okay. I haven't done that yet. It's happened to you twice. It's happened to me. It's happened to me twice. <laughs> yeah. In my games. Wow. Lone Ranger's amazing. Yeah. Oh no, he's definitely good. And he he pairs with my. He goes in my list good because we already have shooting. Because I have all that. And medium now you got range, shooting with shattering with him. Medium right? range shooting. And yeah. He can add shattering. So he's definitely he's definitely done things. He's mm-hmm. he's wounded stuff. He's added shattering to to key. Um, yeah. uh you know, to key yeah. nerve rolls. Um, but, yeah, I definitely like him. And I was about to say, he's my only individual, and he scores too. Because they gave him a half point, which half is kind of neat. So after the Warriors, what's the next unit? Um, so then it goes to Ancients. Okay. Now, Ancients are the Speed 4, Melee 3, Defense 6. So what are they supposed to be, like, fluff-wise? They are old dudes. And that's why they're slow. Yeah. They are old and grizzled. And they're on they're on heavy infantry bases, right? Yeah. 25s? 25 millimeter? Yeah, 25. They're heavy infantry. Uh, regiment only? Dash 17. Regiment and troop. Okay. Regiment and troop. Troops. Uh, well, they, they inspire. Does it does the troop inspire? Yeah. How much is the troop cost? 20. And what's the nerve on it? Uh, dash. I think they're dash 13. That's not... That, I mean, the defense 4, def right? Defense 6. Defense 6. Yeah, Def Six. Because so. they got hard armor because they so old. They're so old. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. Have you ever run the troops of those? 
not not physically on the tabletop. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would worry that even the defense six, like it's only 13 nerve. You could spike yeah. that easily if you just get like. Yeah, but a 120 is real chaffy, like as yeah. far as price. Yeah. And you gotta think like it's so slow, so you don't want to invest in like. Well, I mean, it's the same species as dwarves. So. Right. Well, what I'm saying is, is like if you. <laughs> it would be really deceptive because you'd have. If you had those like as your front line, as you're, like using those as quote unquote chaff, mm-hmm. I mean it. Uh, I mean there. So I saw a list at the beginning of 2020, I guess. Uh, a fellow was using six troops of ancients, and then he had like rhinosaurs that would like he would have his troops, like he would push his troops up, right? Uh-huh. And then he would kind of have his rhinosaurs just kind of s- split, like scattered out in the in like a second line, and then stuff would just bounce off of that chaff, and it's fearless, so it was never wavering. And the rhinosaurs can see over it. Yep. So and then was, you go like double double charge. There's always combo charging, shifting, and everything. And then, I mean, it was very, it was, it looked like a fun list. It, it, it looked like a fun list, but um, I just, ah man, speed four. I just can't see running very many of them. But I'll never play doors. After running that one unit of speed four, I'll never play doors. I can tell you that. Interesting. Yeah. So what's so ancient sound like a they're on auto including your list every time? Yeah, so what I use them for is what I like to do is uh, typically deploy in like a denied flank mm-hmm. type situation where my hammers my hammers will be on a board edge mm-hmm. or as close to a board edge as I can be. And then, and then immediately to um, inside that flank will be my like anvil package. That's awesome. Um, and the ancients are on the very outside of that, so you have to get through defense six to get to the rest the, of my army. The juicy center on, on the on the on the open flank. The open flank is guarded by defense six pretty that's good that's pretty good in in combat too so um, you know you can't just throw anything over there because he can they can one turn chaff units and stuff like that so mm-hmm. yeah so what's next in your list uh, be the ceremonial guard and that's and that comes as a regiment and a horde and a troop or just uh, I think they're just regiment and hordes okay and those are like your elite version of salamanders they're not a, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess you could say they're elite. Um, they're they're the, you know, they're the pikemen of the salamanders. They uh, have thirty attacks on four, defense five, phalanx, uh, 21, 23 in a horde. Um, very tough unit to break. Um, they 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 suffer from uh, triple charge syndrome, but now that phalanx is a lot better. They can play to the terrain. They can play to the terrain a lot more. So they can, you know, you can slide them in. To, you can force enemy infantry into, you know, into that terrain. And then uh, cavalry is always going to be neg one to hit. Because whether you're in the open or you're in the terrain, it's going to be neg one to hit for the cavalry and strip and thunders. So it's a tough unit. It is a very tough unit. And then I run, I run two tyrant hordes. Those are my hammers. I mean, there's not really much to say about them. They're 30 attacks, crushing two, uh, charge up to 15 inches. They're great. Um, 
So the little uh, kind of chaff package that I have going on is I, I run two regiments of Scorch Wings, two regiments of Ember Sprites, and a Gekota Skylord. Uh, or, yeah, on Scorch Wing. Yeah, Skylord on Scorch Wing. Um, he can inspire all of the Flamebound units, and all my chaff is Flamebound. That's um, awesome. So it's pretty flexible. Uh, the It's all speed 10, except for the two regiments of Amber Sprites that are speed 6 and Scout. So they can really get up and get out of the way. They're fearless, so I don't have to worry about tripping up the Tyrants. And so they can really move up in there and start shooting early game, even though they're only 12 inches. Right. You know, they they have, they can move 12 inches at the beginning, you know, before they up to 12 inches before the game starts. Um, but you can hear they're kind of having a party over there in the yeah, corner. Yeah, we're partying in here, man. This is great. What's up? They're jamming. It's a good, man, it's just a good atmosphere. It is. Uh, if, you, if you're listening to this, you've never been to a GT, you need to go to Kings of War GT. It's uh, it's a trip, man. It's a trip. How do you compare it to a 40k event? Yeah, 40k is not as much fun. <laughs> I go. We got a 40k guy at the table. Yeah, we got Michael Horner um, from War Room Hobbies. Yeah, no. So the only event, I'm, 40k event, I played in, I went with um, my club. So it was fun. I had yeah. fun because I was there with my friends. So um, yeah, it's just it's a different it's just a different game. But you got any comments, Mike? It is a different game. Yeah. The rounds are uh, a lot longer. A lot longer. Now, why is that? You don't play on a clock? Because 40K. There is a clock. We just, the rounds are like three hours. Two and a half. Is it because people don't know the rules or they just need that much? No, there's just I mean, that, it's a skirmish game, essentially, right? So you're moving, there's so much stuff. There's that many. Stuff models, they but. say it's a skirmish game. Uh, do they even call it a skirmish game anymore? No. It's an army uh, game. It's mass battle. Yeah, it's there's mass There's like battle. some armies have like 200 well, what I mean by Yeah, you're right. What, what I mean by skirmish is just you're moving individual models, not... Yeah. You know, like yeah. you have unit trays, I guess. Like, you buy. My, no, but you don't use those. You don't? That's no. not cool. If, unless no. you're a scrub. No, I mean, like, <laughs> my army's got like 200 models when I play 40K. Okay. And they're not on movement trays. Did you paint? yours i did paint you did paint those yeah yeah easy thunder um but there is i will say i don't i like i said i only went to one event but there was nowhere near i mean i had the i had camaraderie within my club yeah but there's like you know the paint here is stupidly awesome people from three different states you know hanging out here like there wasn't i didn't see that at 40k like everybody had their everybody had their click we went to atc one year and we played in the kings of war event and it was weird there's like four, I don't know how many hundreds of people playing 40K there. We went out to dinner. There's not that many places where we were at. We didn't see anybody. We're like, where'd y'all go? I guess I just went back to the room to hang out. I, I don't know. Yeah, there I mean, that, that, there wasn't that. Uh, I know there, we're getting there, a little off topic. We'll get back on topic. But, yeah, yeah there wasn't a lot of uh, conversation and hanging out. There's there's clicks. There's definitely clicks. Like in 40K, what you'll find is um, I think people stay in their little bubble. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Stay in your bubble, stuff like that. But also, too, like when you're playing, like that's my big problem with ATC is you would go your first rounds like at 9. You don't get done until like 9.30 because, one, they screw up the pairings. Like I think one year we waited like an hour for our pairings. So, like, there's no going out to dinner. That was pretty cool about this event is, like, you start at 9, but you're done at like 6. And that's what I get a kick out of. Like, so the events that, and that's just planning on the organizer's part, is like get people out by seven so they can go actually get dinner, actually hang out, 
leave the room open. What's really cool, like the organizer up here is he's doing all the paint judging in the main room now, right? So he's uh, four at, hours at, past. Uh, 12.30 Yeah, he's five, six hours after the event got done, which means the room's open. People yeah. can hang out. You can play an extra game. Yeah. Guys are playing board games and stuff like that. 40K, it's like shut down the room, you're out. Mm-hmm. You figure it out. They want you there at like 6 a.m. so they can paint judge. So I think it's just it's about the TO and how they organize it. Mm-hmm. Well, let's take a quick commercial break, and on the other side, we'll get back to finishing the rest of Dylan's list. Hello, this is Duncan Rhodes from the Duncan Rhodes Painting Academy, and I hope you're about to apply a second thin coat just there whilst you're listening to Counter Charge. Welcome back. So let's get back to it, brother. What's next on your list? Right, man. So um, I have one LaKelly Dawn in this list. Nice little shooter. I usually... That's a holdover from the Lizardman list from yeah. Warhammer, right? Um, it's, yeah, it's kind of like... Salamander. It's kind of like the Salamander. Salamander or the Razor Dawn, I guess. Yeah. No, Razor Dawn was the one that shot the spikes, right? Yeah. Salamander wasn't the one that had the breath weapon? Spit, yeah. Yeah, and I but guess that was a 12-inch range. Right, yeah. This one has... eight. They have 18-inch range. Whoa. So they're really good. Yeah. Um, I, I like a, to run, a 13 nerf? I like to run two or three, but I only had room for one in this list. Yeah. Um... Yeah, 11, 13. They're, they're, I mean, they're chaff, too. And their defense, all, what? All, all your, four? All your chaff sheets. Uh, defense, four. Yeah. yeah. Defense. So, but they're all right. I mean, that's And they melee, they melee five, but they have crushing one. So, like, uh, if they get in a tight spot, you know, they can help you out. Um, monsters, you know. They Open up some tin cans. On yeah, yeah. Um, well, so, what's the role in your army? Because you had, like, I think you said you had 36 shots in that list. But it was a lot. It was a variety of units. It wasn't all like the same spam. Right. Yeah. So, like the Scorch Wings all have six shots. The Skylord has four. Ember Sprites each have seven. Uh, Kelly Dawn has five. Yeah. So there's a few. There's a. It's all like mid, mid, short range. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the Mighty Phoenix. The Phoenix is just. It's so good. I'm afraid. It might get nerfed because it's so good. Oh man, I mean, other people don't think it is. But I think it is really good. Um, what, what makes it good? So, so it's speed ten, and it it's like it's obviously more expensive than a unicorn. But a big, big thing about the unicorn is it, it it has heal, it has offensive output, and it's melee three. And so is the phoenix. It's, it's melee three with five attacks, um, uh, crushing one. So it can flank stuff. Yeah, you know, ten attack, and it's usually sitting behind your anvils in prime position, with something bounces, and then now it's now you're you got a square titan easily get into those flanks. Well, I guess not easily, but um, the square square bases definitely can do some stuff. Um, I mean, it's it's flat, nimble, radiance of life, and regen four up. It's got regen four up. It's fourteen sixteen regen four up. It's only defense three. But if you do not dedicate, like, a whole entire army of shooting into it, it's not going to go anywhere. If you just if you just pot shot it, it's going to regen. And then if you didn't wound other stuff because you were shooting at it, then it can just cast it on itself. So it's a very, very good unit. Um, and then I run three battle captains on Rhinosaur. The battle captains on Rhinosaur is the secret tech of the Salamanders. It's golden they're a speed seven large calf they're like so they're like a hero monster they're on a 50 mil crushing two thunder one nimble and brutal brutal is the key to those guys 
So they just kind of sit in between all the units. I have one with inspiring that sits with my hammers. And then I, and then I just like spread two, the other two out like between the ancients and the ceremonial guard. And that's what they do. Like if something bounces, then they just kind of, they swing into a multi-charge or they will uh, swing into a flank. Um, and they will add, I mean, they, they hit on threes. So they do nearly guaranteed, you know, three, four wounds. And then they also add brutal to the combat. So yeah, that's those are my last three units that I take. I mean, as far as the effectiveness of this list and the and the way I play salamanders, I mean, I've been playing this this list for most of most of third, and it's gotten it's gotten a few podiums. So yeah, yeah. So it's not it's one. Of what, we should mention it's a twenty three hundred point list. Yeah, fifteen drops, twenty seven. 27 new strength. strength. So that's pretty solid. Uh, only two sources of inspiring? Uh, three if you count. Uh, the Skylord can inspire the, the scorch, chaff. Uh, scorch Wings and the Amber the Flame Bound. Yeah. yeah. And then I have the Regiment of Ancients, of Ancients and then who inspires my Anvils. And then one of the battle inspiring lords. Talisman on the Battle Captain. Yeah. And he sits with the Tyrants to inspire them. He's got how many attacks? He's pretty good. The Battle Captains have six. Yeah. And he hits on threes? Yeah, threes. Yeah. yeah he's pretty sweet. So, uh, obviously, how's the list been faring? Um, the, I mean, like, like I said, it's, 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 it's gotten me a few podiums. Um, depending on how I do tomorrow, uh, I might get another podium here i just can't break that curse man i always lose my first game yeah because I, I don't get to play anymore so i have like my first game at a gt is like always my i'm always i'm beating off the rust on that first game and then exactly yeah but so it's all good do you have something you want to add mike nope all right what are some tips for playing uh that list or just salamanders in, in general like what let me, let me rephrase it a different way what should you not do when you play salamanders Oh, what should you not do? Well, you do have to be pretty... Cagey? Yeah, so so you just have to be careful. Sorry, they were yelling. I didn't know if it was going to mess up. Oh, uh, you're fine. Um, the you, you just have to be careful. with. You still kind of have to have a little finesse about it because you can't just push stuff forward. Mm -hmm. um, you have to be really careful, and you have to have... Um, I, I feel like you have to have a lot of chaff options because... And you like the shooting chaff. Shooting chaff. So what, what's, chaff. what's the theory there? Shooting chaff's the best chaff. Because you, so don't, you, you, don't want, want, you don't because if you get into melee, then I guess the, it's next turn they probably die. Right. Shooting is not shooting. So, I mean, shooting, you're shooting them, so they probably won't. If your tyrants get chaffed up, then they die. So you... If you can counter chaff and then chaff their things that they want to kill your tyrants with, well then now they die because you have chaffed them and now they clear your ember sprites and then you come in with the tyrants. Absolutely. Um, the tyrants can swing in a bad direction because they do hit on fours. Um, my list kind of lives or dies by, by the four. Um, four is so random. You just yeah. don't know. I mean, it's so well, the giant that we had combat today. I mean, that's it. You hit on fours. Yeah. You never really know. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that does damage in my army in melee um, hits on fours, except for the battle captains. 
So, I, I mean, everything else hits on uh, four. Right. Yeah. The bow captains sit on threes. Well, I say that. The Scorch Wings, if you let the Scorch Wings get into a flank, you know, they can do some damage. They got they hit on three. Well, we should say, Pathfinder. you know, one thing we didn't mention, which you just have Pathfinder, because not all of them have Pathfinder. So, like, in Forces of Nature, most of the units have Pathfinder, but not that's not the case with this. Right. So, the Scorch Wings have Pathfinder, and that's it. In your list, that's the only unit. Right. What other units in the in the army list have Pathfinder? The elementals, I think. Yeah. Okay. I think that's it. There's not a lot there. There's not a lot of Pathfinder in the Gekoda. Yeah. Yeah. The Gekoda, the the hunters and the warriors have Pathfinder. Okay, but you don't. Yeah, hate we, those. we talked about them earlier. Uh, not the the hunters are bad. They're so bad. Yeah. They 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 have the same problem where they're just. They're not worth much more than Goblin Spitters, but they're like, I don't know, 40 more points, 30 more points, something like that. Not um, good. So Not good. So what are some tips playing Salamanders? You know, we talked about, well, I guess we left off with what what not to do, right? As oh, yeah, 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 what not to do. Um, yeah, I mean, you just, you just got to be careful. You got to let you, you got to let your, um, your fast stuff and your nimble stuff uh, facilitate for your hammers. Um, so, you know, if you're not getting yourself in a position to uh, multi-charge those nimble characters and stuff like that, um, then then you're not going to win because that's kind of like the whole strategy behind the the build. Um, as far as my list, I mean tips. I mean tips would be just kind of the opposite. I mean, you know, be careful with what you let get into you. You know, even though you are you have the mentality like you're gonna get charged first I mean your speed 5 and your speed 4 on your anvil you still don't have to always push it as forward as far as possible so you can be a little cagier um, as a matter of fact that's probably preferable because it's if the, the longer you hold off in the middle the more time you're giving your flank with your tyrants uh, time to kind of eat through and swing around. So just uh, just being careful what charges you give up. Uh, you have a lot of speed 10 and a lot of nimble stuff um, that can really play angles and block stuff up. So, and shooting, shooting, that's another reason why I take the um, Scorchwing re regiments. Uh, I used to run, um, like, I used to run four regiments of Ember Sprouts but I um, uh, dropped some, um, dropped a couple units to upgrade them to uh, Scorch Wings, so that in the event that I have to combat heavy shooting, they can march forward, you know, turn two, turn three to to completely shield the tyrants because they're they're height four where the tyrants are height three. Yeah, so that's that's another that's another. Trick. One of the things I noticed in your list that was interesting is you have a lot of different heights. Yeah. So you have a lot of opportunity to hide certain things, and yeah. some things are just too big. But yeah, you can play with cover and shooting, yep. and yeah. So yeah, it's flexible, very flexible list. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk matchups. Like, what are the armies that you play in Salamanders? What what armies you're like? Yeah, we'd rather not see this army. They don't like playing against horde armies. Like uh, Ratkin and Goblin. Yeah. That's Kingdoms horrible. of Man, Rodia. I mean, horrible matchup. Yeah. Is it um, the cheap, the cheap like, scarecrows? Well, I mean, they um, 
You kind of you're kind of an elite army. Yeah. So you have 15 it, drops. It's several drops, but there's only th- really three units that can put out a heavy amount of dice, right? So if you have four or five hordes of of infantry, um, it's going to be hard to get through all that. And I mean, it'll 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 kill the hell out of any list. It'll it'll destroy a lot. It'll take a lot of units off the board. Yeah. But it's taking enough units off the board. Those so those kind of right. armies, um, goblins, and, and there's no way it, it could get through a goblin. Li- I mean, there's a salamander build out there that probably would be good against goblins, but my specific list, um, there's no way it could get through all the rabble before the war machines, you know, finally sh- hit you, shot the tyrants yeah. down. Um, but well, that's what the. Phoenix is for you have the speed and I and the, and the speed ten um, the flyers uh, like to try to get into the backfield. That last game I played, um, um, I, I got into uh, some Bellfire and catapults with those guys. It was fun. Awesome. Yeah. So that's matchups. What about scenarios? You had scenarios. You're like, yeah. No, I mean it'll really do. Um, it's a little slower, um, so it doesn't. I mean, it's worse. Worst uh, scenario is probably invade, but I mean I have a lot of speed ten stuff. Um, as long as you're fighting on the, the other side the, of the, the table, core, the core of the army, you know, seventy five percent of the army is fairly slow. But I do have those options that can late game score if I need, uh, as long as they're still alive. I tend to use most of that stuff as chaff, so it it really depends. But no, I mean I I, I don't find that really there's any scenario that. That I can't play with it, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. So I mean, like, if somebody's getting ready to play and they're like, "I really like salamanders," what? Where's the best place to start to get a good idea of what they can do, and what's the what's the pitfalls of what not to jump into with that army? And maybe from a unit standpoint, like, what, what do you? Where, where would be a good place to build? Because when I when I looked at them for salamanders, I was like, oh, my gosh, fire elementals all day. And I was like, and you're like I don't think very good. Yeah, they're, I mean, no, I mean, crushing two and vicious is definitely a thing. Speed seven? Uh, speed six. Speed six, okay. Speed six. But you got, I'm telling you, you could run, I mean, you could run six regiments of amber sprites and four hordes of fire elementals, and it would be, that would be, that would be a core out there. Um but why would you not want to run that? Because you're not running it. Right. If it was great, you'd run it. Well, it's a playstyle thing. It's a, you know, I I myself like he likes to the lizards. The dink and you like the lizard. I like okay. the lizard. So I, want, so I use tyrants instead of... Tyrants. You know, ty- tyrants are objectively better. Yeah. Or subjectively better. So they're just... So that, that list is too slow for you, for what it you want to do. Is Slower, slower. Yeah, because they don't have. They're the same speed, but they don't have wild charge D. And they're shambling too, right? And they're shambling. Yep. So it takes them a while to get up. up there. Yeah. Well, to Mike's question, though, what, where would, where would a new player start? They want to build a list. So, I, if, I, if, if, if you're, you, you could go, if you wanted to build a list, you can go in different directions. Yeah. If you're just, you if you're just asking me where to start at, I would build a core. I would start with a core of a uh, ceremonial guard horde. Uh, ancient pikemen and a phoenix. Yeah, and a phoenix. I would I would start with that little anvil core. Yeah. Then you can branch off and you can go rhinosaurs in one direction. You can go tyrants in one direction, 
you can go, you can take a, an elemental package with a couple hordes and a mage priest. Ah, I'm, I've been, I've been, I've been daydreaming a list of maybe not rely on the tyrants as much, but but run two hordes of guard, two regiments of ancients, and two phoenixes, mm. and then put combat items on the hordes of ceremonial guard because they're they're thirty attacks with crushing one. Yeah. So you put strength on one and plus one to hit on another. And all of a sudden, those become hammers really quick. Well, well, yeah, because they're already crushing strength one. Yeah. yeah. Well, earlier in the week, I said, I want to put the Talamanders, and you theory hammered some lists. You want to go over a couple of those? Oh, yeah. There were some interesting ones there. I think uh, someone might get a kick out of something. So this is actually this is actually really good for the, uh, for the cast because when I built these lists, I had the different play styles of the game in mind. So, like, this first one, the first list here... Because Rob, this is what this is the list you were thinking about doing, right? Well, he I, he gave me three or four lists, and, I, yeah. and I've got one in mind, but I don't know if I have. You do need something. You do so need they, something new. I do. I, well, I'd spend the five hundred dollars at your local game store. <laughs> I will try. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, you know, the halflings are like the kingdoms of men are like very defensive. I, it'd be fun to have like an aggressive like I'm gonna s- just charge at you like a bull and just yeah. So this list here, it's even more elite than mine, but, but this is two thousand. This is a two thousand point list, not a twenty three hundred point list. It's got the cheap unlock, mm-hmm. Gekota Warriors. It's got a regiment of ancients. It has the two hordes of guard. Nice. So Brew of Sharpness and Effigy of Fire. Effigy of Fire lets you re-roll some... Two miss, hordes some of failed. ceremonial guard. That's a lot of family. Yeah. Sharpness and strength. But you know, they'd be better if they had ensnare. They would be better. They if they would had be better. Snare. But they probably more. Expensive. They would be but they have crushing. They would be god tier if they had it. Right, they, and they, they would be, be a lot more. A lot yeah, more. They'd points. be like, yeah, they'd be like dogs of war. That would be three. What are they? That's the units two seventy. So, yeah, they'd be. They'd be like three. Leave that to kings of men, bro. Yeah. yeah. Come on, we got um, something. We don't need ensnare. We got. We yeah, got crushing, bro. You don't care about that. But sharpness and strength. So those two units hit hard, and then your ancients. You sit your ancients in between them. So. They're both inspired, and you got very few things can get in between them too. Like I mean, you you need regiments basically. Right. And what are you gonna send <clears throat> to hit defense you gonna six? You're gonna send one thing against defense six. It's no. gonna it's gonna die. Yeah. So and then three regiments of corsairs. So you're you're saying you're putting that regiment between the two hordes, almost ensuring that you're not gonna get multi. You can't get multi charge unless it's two characters. Unless it's two characters and two characters aren't gonna do crap. Like even a dash. What, what's ancients? They're dash. 17 defense and, and six. So two. I mean, even two greater wing beasts for kings and men's only doing 14. And there's a phoenix attacks. Yeah, and there's a phoenix in the list too. So you. And if you do wounds, you just heal it back up. Yeah, it's not really going to. And then when you bounce, you know, if you position it just far enough back, you have got a horde of ceremonial guard in a flank. So yeah, it's great. Yeah, good time. Um, How about all? three regiments of corsairs? And so what's the range of their shooting? 18, 18 inches. So Steady they're, aim, they're piercing one. Of those, one. They're, they're heavy infantry, but it's one of those 18-inch piercing one, steady aim units. So why don't we hear about those guys? I mean, we hear There's about... There's not a lot of Salamander players. We hear about the heart piercers. We hear about the uh, uh, the dudes yeah. from... Uh, the yeah, and they're range four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we hear about the, the the guys in the abyssal list, right? Right. But we don't hear about the Corsairs. It's the same thing. They have a bigger base, so they're harder to use. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, crushing strength one, so even if you get charged, they're like, "Hey, buddy." Wait, there's more. Ooh. Um, so two Lakelidons to pair up with them. So you got you got a regiment of corsairs, Lakelidon, regiment of corsairs, what, Lakelidon. What's he, what do they do? For they're, you? they're 18 inches piercing one, five attacks each. So that's another that's another 10 piercing one shots. So that's 40 
piercing one shots that creates that creates your ranged flank. You have your center and you have you have like a like a weaker ranged flank, and then a phoenix to to back up your center battle line. Um, a I know you like characters, so I kind of threw this in there. Um, battle captain with path of fire. So it's a combat character that gives heavy infantry pathfinder, and then firebrand, which gives the pathfinding heavy infantry elite. Oh, so they're elite and pathfinder. So they're gonna be they're gonna be if you have the characters in the right place, your regiment's corsairs will be pathfinder and elite. They all, but they're the only heavy infantry in your list. Right? In this particular yeah. list, yeah. Did they make corsairs? They heavy infantry? coming out, coming out. They're heavy they're infantry. They're yeah, the resin. I mean, that that is a pretty good investment in the Corsairs, but you have three units of them. They have they hit on four in melee two and crushing one, so they actually hit just as hard. Um, in, in they're like the combat. opposite of Rangers. Yep. <laughs> and then you know you got stuff. no, they're just like Rangers. No, they're piercing one and crushing one. Oh, yeah, Rangers yeah, have more crazy. range. Yeah, Rangers have more range. So, um, and so that's kind of like your that's kind of like a balanced mix. But that's the leader list, right? Um, it's at two thousand. It's twelve drops. How many unit strength? Uh, twenty-two. Okay, it's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, you, I, you get a but, lot of. But you didn't sell me like I didn't get excited when I saw that list. I, I thought, okay, I see more pike. I have pike. Yeah. Right. I, I you know, they're not pike. They don't well, have, they don't have the they're sorry. They're spears. There's, there's spears. Yeah. They got crushing one, bro. Yeah. So well, I hit you with a negative, and you hit me back spears, hard. Yeah, they, they, they all give you failing. So I sent you. Uh, we won't go over this one because it's just a two thousand point version of my yeah, yeah. tournament list. So you can compete uh, locally. Yeah, I, I'm terrible. So yeah. I want to run over people and raffle stomp them. Regiment of Gekota, two hordes of tyrants, sharpness and pathfinder, four regiments of rhinosaur cavalry, uh, ember spots because there was 80. Oh, uh, this is the one that got them all excited. No, there's, there's right another here. one's even two better. Two of the Kelly Dons. He's like, all oh, cavalry, it's gonna be amazing. So that, that, that what you had there was interesting though because that's basically like a little. Uh, you got some large cat, a large infantry, some infantry, and then you've got a nice big base of large cavalry. You said four regiments? Four regiments of large cavalry. Yeah, that's pretty good. They hit pretty hard. Dash 17? They're, the regiments are dash 15. Okay. Or 14 or 15. 15. Uh, they're dash 15. Nine attacks on three. Mm-hmm. Crush one, thunder one. Brutal. Thunder two. Thunder, crush one, thunder two. Brutal. Right. Pretty awesome. Uh, let me go to our chat because I don't think I saved all of the ones. I think I know which one you're talking about. Uh, yeah. There's one that I was like, now, it goes against everything I stand for, like the skew list, but I just think it'd be fun. Well, you've got to go against what you stand for at this point. Yeah. So, so one, two, three regiments of rhinosaurs, three hordes of rhinosaurs, an ember sprout regiment because there was points there, three Lakelly Dons. Wouldn't it be better to take the points and, and buy... Three battle captains on rhinosaurs. Like, amber, instead of amber sprite, buy magical artifacts or something? Or no? uh, boys before toys, bro. Okay, you just want bodies. Um, and, I mean, there's Boots of Striding and Meat of Madness on two of the rhinosaurs. So there are some magical artifacts in there. Yeah, Meats of Madness, and then that's inspiring why talisman, Inspiring Talisman. So, so there's, there's only one inspiring source. Yeah, that's a problem. But well, can't you be. really only care about the three hordes. Well, they're hordes. all dash. They're all dash. They're all dash, and you really only care about the three hordes, right? So I mean, so and I mean, the, at, and the at, hordes are what at uh, dash eighteen. Uh-huh, so yes. at two thousand points, that's a beat stick. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's a hard counter, like somebody with a lot of fans. Yeah, kingdoms of men. Yeah, kingdoms of men. 
Yeah. yeah, I look forward to you on that list and just standing in front of you going, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, I, and then, let's see, I sent you, yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's another, that's another balance, another version of the balance, yeah. Now, I'll tell you that a list that I'm fixing to make Okay. Is so I I, can't, I haven't decided if I want to do regiments of rhinosaurs to screen because masters is going to have a lot of shooting. There's going to be a, what we think. A, well, who's going to show up with shooting? Like the entire southeast. I'm thinking of either screening or so basically what I'm looking at is like uh, three hordes of tyrants um, and either five or six, depending on the points. I can take five regiments of rhinosaurs or six regiments of tyrants, um, and so this is a, it's a skew. It's kind of skewy, but and then the three battle cap. And what's the what's the purpose of it? So if you have shooting, it's the fact that it's all defense five. So if and a lot of fearless. So if I'm planning for shooting, if I end up planning for shooting, defense five fearless. There is a phoenix in the backfield to heal, so they'll have to commit to to Killing kill because they're dash fifteen. Um, and so, and and they're speed seven, so they're not super slow. If you don't kill them, then, then they can go out and make their charges because they're fearless. And then that sets up my three hordes to start rampaging away at stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then three battle captains on rhinosaurs who are also dash fi- also dash fifteen. Yeah. And then I think I think three. And the tyrants them. have wild charge, right? Wild charge G three. Yeah. So and they move twelve, so f- up to fifteen. Mm-hmm. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Do you have time to get it painted like in a couple months? Yeah. When's Masters? July. July. You're right here in Dallas. Dylan, let me ask you this. Why should people listening to this play Salamanders? Well, I mean, so first of all, the, the, the Army can can uh, facilitate a lot of play styles, right? Yeah. So uh, you don't have to worry about getting pigeonholed or anything like that. Um and I mean, if you like Lizardmen, this is—it's it, a good army. They are not bad anymore, by any stretch of the imagination. It's a—it's a top ten army. It's a top ten army for sure. Uh, out of twenty-six, it's definitely—it's definitely yeah. the top. 10. Awesome. Uh, it might be closer to five. Not sure. Really? Like for real? Like, not no bias at all. I like not joking. Like it's a—it's a solid army. Well, hopefully this little primer that we've put out gets you excited. We have a, a full army review coming up with Matt Crozier from Down Under. So hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully this has got you excited. So write to Matt and tell him to get the thing finished. Yeah, man. Get it recorded. Oh, Matt, if you're listening to this, bro, I got you. <laughs> I know you got problems with your time zone and everything, but just holler at you. Uh, Arkansas, Arkansas can, can, can figure it out. He's dodging real salamanders down under. Like, that's the problem. Like, he's got alligators. <laughs> yeah, he's busy. Yeah. He's got them crocodiles. Yeah. He's just confused. Like, yeah. yeah, they got some creatures over there. You want to take us out? Uh, well, thanks for listening. And remember, keep countercharging. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, 
or by commenting on the Countercharge Kings of War podcast Facebook group. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons. You're playing Alice DJ over there, bro. What's the sh**, man? Yeah. Oh. And you better you mean the song? Alice DJ's the band, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Better off alone. Damn, man, man. I thought you were talking about a player. No. Sorry. Crank that up, Mark. Turn it up. That was good. <laughs>